You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rebel Yoshev on the Parsha. We know when right before Esav gets his brochos, the Torah writes about Yitzchok. Yitzchok, Yitzchok became old to the point that his eyes were weak and he wasn't able to see his eyes, his eyesight was blurry and very blurry, almost, I guess, legally blind. The Gemara in Megillah says, they asked Rabbi Shua bin Karcha, why did he get to live so long? He answered, the reason is, is because I never looked and concentrated and looked at the face of someone who was a Russia. How do we know it's so bad to look at the face of a Russia? The Gemara says that Rebelezer, the Amora, says that if you, if you look at a Russia's face, your eyesight will start to fail you. How do you know, Rebbe Lezer said? From Yitzchak. Because why do you think Yitzchak's eyes started failing him and Avram's didn't? Because he had he looked at Yitzchak, at Esav. And I guess he, 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 he understood, even though we think that he thinks Esav was a tzaddik, or Esav was a benoni, but that's what Rebbe Lezer, the Amira said, is why Yitzchak's uh, lost his eyesight. So we see there's something. Rashi, 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 Rashi says because of the, the, the incense of the wives. Right, okay. But this is a different opinion. So, yeah. so you're right, Richard. There are other reasons to explain it. But Rabbi Lezer, Barpados, uh, the famous Amora, who was a Kovash Shiva with Rabbi Yechanan, all over Shas, he says that was, a, that was what happens to you. So you have to be careful about who you're looking at. If you look in the Sefer Shari Tshuva from Rabbeinu Yonah, he says that looking at a Russia is really, it's not just you looked at that picture. I want to see what Stalin looked like. He says it's part of connecting to a Russia. There's an issue of wanting to be connected. You know, in, 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 um, in Hollywood, in the late 20s and 30s, and even in the 40s, the gangster picture, or even, even you know, people love the bad guy. There's almost like a, um, a, a, a notoriety of the bad guy. Everybody loves the bad guy. People love them. So there's a fascination with them. You want to connect with them. Somehow you're into them. And that's what Rabbeinu says is the user. The Marsha, Revel Yoshev points out, says, based on Zgamar Megillah, that it isn't just his physical image. There's an aura, A-U-R-A, that these people give off. And that aura um, has a power when you, when you look at it. 
Rebel Yoshev mentions, however, though, well, actually, they found it, Rebel Yoshev, um, they, they found in Rebel Yoshev's Chumash, I guess after he passed away, on the Pusik, it says that, um, that Yitzch, that, Yitzch, that Yaakov said, I want to go to Yosef and see him. I want to see my son. I want to look at him before he dies. So, Revel Yoshev wrote in a note based on what his grandfather, the great Makubal, the Balaleshem, that we, this is Revel Yoshev's note. Kodem Histalkus, who Gorem Kishor Nabshim If you can see someone before you die and you look at that person, it creates a connection. So there is something, the same way it works both ways, looking at someone. Is different. I don't know if through Zoom is the same thing or not, but looking at someone and seeing them is creates a connection, and it, it and looking at a Russia as the same thing. Now, in Halacha, the Mogan Avram brings this down, and he says that the Isser is looking at it and really staring at it and sort of like. Look at those eyebrows, look at the way he looks, look at the mouth, checking it out. But if you just happen to see it, because it says histakel, if you just, if you just happen to see the face of a Rosha, it's different. Um, we know that in, um, in, in Choshen Mishpat, the Choshen, in Hochus Dayonim, Yashur points out, that the Dayanim are not supposed to, they're supposed to be looking down, at least to start out. And the reason is, is because um, you have to treat them as if you don't know if they are uh, uh, telling the truth or not. So in a way, you sort of have an attitude, you might be a Russia, I don't know, maybe you're the Russia, maybe you're the Russia, you're the liar, you're the liar. So therefore, the Minag is, is that when they're actually, now again, I have to say my Rebbe does not follow this, but it is brought in Sfarim that the judges look down a little bit. They don't stare straight into the face of the person who's claiming, because maybe the person is a Russia. At least you're, 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 you're acting as though he might be a Russia. Um, from that, sh- that's the Shach. That's what the Shach says. He says you should look down and you shouldn't really stare at them when they're talking. I have to tell you, my Rebbe, Rav Gedalia Schwartz, uh, who I learned from how to sit at a Bezdin, looked straight at the people. But there are people, even when you're talking, that sort of look down or they're, they're half looking at you. That seems to be the opinion of the Shach. Rav Yoshev, though, says, if it's based on Histaklus, that means really looking carefully that doesn't mean you have to put your head down. 
why does the shach say you should put your head down when the people are talking and like not really look at them? Uh, if if the Mogan Avram is right, you, you just you know you could look at him, but you're not staring intently. That should be good enough. When Rabbi Yoshev looked at this the source for the shach, which is in the Sefer Chassidim, the Sefer Chassidim says. He uses the word al tabit bahem. The word habata, again, we've had a number of words here. Ria, istaklut, habata. Habata is a, just a, a, like, a, like a small glance almost. So you see, even habata is usr. However, so even though we have the Shach and the Sefer Chassidim, Rav Yashav points out that if you look in the Mishnah Brura, he only quotes he, he quotes only the Mogan Avram. So basically, you're okay. If you just look at the guy's face, it, it, it's really like relishing his face and enjoying it or analyzing. That's something you should not do. Now, all of this the source from the Gemara in Megillah is... Uh, go ahead, uh, yes. Uh, Robert Kivillia, just remember something from Pirkei Avot, that the way judges should look at the, at the beginning of the, of, the, of the session, right? That the plaintiff is... And, and the other side also, both Roshoyim. Right. That's exactly okay. what we're talking and about. since you shouldn't look at the Rasha, right? Uh, that's, the, that's probably where it derives from. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I thought I had explained that, but you're right. That's exactly what it is. Right. Okay. And therefore, okay. since you're supposed to treat them, quote unquote, like Rishoyim, right. the minute when Rishoyim are in front of you is you don't look at them. Right. So how are the Dayanim supposed to sit in the Bezda? So, so Rebel Yoshev says, just don't stare intently at them. But the shach says you should look down like this, like you're looking at me, like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, in both of the cases we've mentioned, Yitzchok, right, uh, in Bezdin, they're right in front of you. It's not a Zoom thing, and it's definitely not a portrait. Maybe Zoom is the same as being right in front of you, possibly. I don't know if the Marsha's aura. I don't know if I'm giving off that aura <laughs> through Zoom. Maybe I have to be in the same room for the aura of Tuma of, or the aura of Kedusha to be uh, together. Um, you know, what about an image? So Rav Yoshev was asked, um, based on the Gemara in Psochim, the Gemara in Psochim says that Rav Menachem Bar Simoy was a was a kadosh. Why? Because he did not look at the images imprinted on the currency. Because as you know, in the Romans would put Nero or any other sort of these these dictators on their coins. So he never looked at the coins. So Rabbi Yoshev says that might be a holy man who does that. But that doesn't, you can't bring a riot from that Gemara that the image of the Russia has the same effect. Robert Kivalevich? Yes. 
might it might have been uh, though made sense it might have made sense because they usually were portrayed in the image of Avodazoro, those emperors so by looking at it wasn't simply a it was a um and not a very realistic portrait uh, although it had some resemblance but uh, primarily it was a symbolic of you know Zeus whatever they personified Apollo yeah, yeah so okay it, 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 so, it, so, so there's something laden with it it's more to it and or the other side might have contained Avodazoro, whichever yeah right yeah and you're you're correct that might have been why Rav Menachem didn't want to look at it because you know, because on the tzura was something worse. But Rabbi Yosha felt that you that in general, an uh, image of someone, especially that person's dead already, is not the same. So even looking at Hitler's face or any of people that we know as Rishoyim, uh, if you if you want to call Shabbat Tzvi or Russia, whatever those would not. And we have his picture that would not be Osir. Those are just images. Um, the uh, Rav Mordechai Levin, who um, was a, stu- a student of Rebel Yoshev, wanted to say that, similar to something that Dr. Kogan is saying, that on the coin, like let's say even, I remember when the Kennedy uh, silver dollars, uh, Kennedy um, half dollars came out. Right. So they put those. I remember, I think it was 1964 or 65, the Kennedy half dollars. I remember when they came out. So that, you know, you have Kennedy etched in there, but it's not really his image. Clearly, it's meant to be him or even Lincoln, but it's not a real portrait or a picture of him. Maybe that's different. Um. But Rebel Yoshev felt, look, even if it's a, if it's an exact replication of exactly the way he looked, Rebel Yoshev said, the Rosh is dead already. So, even looking at an exact portrait, and, you know, I actually get chills looking at the newsreels of Hitler. I, 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 it's hard for me to stare at him. It's hard for me to look at those newsreels going on. Maybe maybe people are fascinated. I find my I find myself averting my eyes, not wanting to look at it. Um, that is Rebel Yosef Shita, and um, Rebel Yosef's uh, uh, Rebel Yosef's son-in-law, Rebbe Zriel Eurabach, is of the same opinion. Now, which is not surprising, Rav Nissen Karelitz though says. Um, that uh, that he writes the following: Mikan tochachol itunim hamatfisim tmuna shogoyim o shavroshoyim. He believes now again. You know, there's a whole. I don't want to get involved in this now, but there's a whole discussion about the, the Jewish magazines uh, printing images of women they don't want to. It's obviously a, a canard. Many old Jewish magazines in the past did, especially if they're dressed sneistic. And there are many Jewish girls who are very upset about the fact that they can't get in the kosher magazines that they print. Why aren't there pictures of Jewish women there? Okay. I'm, that's a separate discussion. But Rav Nissen Karelitz and his 
Yeshiva felt that newspapers who print images of Rishoyim, why are they doing that? They want people to look at it and, 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 and look at the image. A certain Saddam Hussein or someone like that. It isn't, once it's on a paper, in other words, you're right, the Mogan Avram says, yeah, his stock was is okay. But if you've gone through the trouble of, 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 of getting the image and putting it in the paper and you expect the person to be reading it, so what you want the person to do is say, yeah, check this guy out, look at him. Rav Karelitz writes, So he feels that is, would be Osir, based on the Mogan Avram, quoted by the Mishnah Burak. And even though Rebel Yoshev felt it's not really him, just a picture, it's Osir. So that's something to know. Um, what about Rebel Yoshev was asked? This is the only guy you can borrow money from. He's a Russia. You know that he's a Russia. But you need him. You need to speak with him. For the government, let's say the Russia is the, and, and you're, you're going for the Jewish causes. Can you stare in his face? I mean, come on. You don't want to insult him, do you? He won't lend you the money otherwise. So Rabbi Yoshev says, You could look at him for that reason. Why? Because you're not looking at him in order to enjoy his his features. You're not looking at him because you have some sort of fascination with the bad guy. You're doing it because he, he won't lend you the money unless you look at him. Now, based on this sock that Rebel Yoshev gave, I wonder about the story about the Chazonish. We know Ben-Gurion uh, came to uh, visit the Chazonish. The Chazonish led the campaign against the drafting of girls in the 50s in Eretz Yisrael. He felt it was almost a Yarag Valyavar situation, that girls should not be drafted, and that if they would be drafted, they would immediately fall into the type of promiscuous behavior that occurs in the army and he wanted to push in the government that there should be a special tour for from girls and uh, as you know there was a big fight about it there was a lot of pushback from the non-religious the whole idea of the government was this is a country where men and women fight together we're a very progressive country so Ben-Gurion came to see the Chazonish, to see if they could somehow craft a compromise that they would be able to write in terms of the law that girls from Haredi backgrounds should not be forced to do that. So Ben-Gurion came to visit the Chazonish in B'nai Brak. There are many people who know about this event, and they say the Chazonish kept his eyes down the whole time and would not look at him. Now it could be the Chazanish understood that, you know, Ben-Gurion's coming to me, I don't need him. He wants me 
to give an okay because again the government was i don't i wasn't alive then Dr. Kogan, you might know some of the facts about what was happening during that period. But again, there was a tremendous rift about what's yeah, going on. It was a big, big deal. It was a big deal. So it could be, it's not like the Chazanish fell. I'm sorry, Itzhak Navon was, I think, uh, Ben Gurion's secretary who attended. But uh, otherwise, it was just two of them at this point. So the question is, though, would the Chazanish have gotten more from Ben-Gurion had he looked at him in the face? I can't tell you. He probably felt, you know, he didn't have to look at him, but according to Rabbi Yoshev, if you need the person, you look at him because you're not yeah. trying to enjoy his thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things we talked about uh, yesterday or the day before was about fasting. That's another, uh, by Chupa. That's also, Rabbi Yoshev points out, learned out from this parsha. How do we know? Because we know that Ace of Mary's Machalas Bas Yishmo. That wasn't her name. Why do we call her Machalas? We learn out from from uh, the from that term that a person who gets married, the day of his marriage, he gets Machilas Avonos. Because we know her real name was Bosmas. Why here was she called Machalas? Because Anyone who gets married, nim chalo kol avonosov. The day of your marriage. Based on this, the Ramah writes in Ebenezer, that's the reason why the minig of fasting occurs. So it's from the story of Esav, incredibly, that we learn that a person gets mechila on the day of his marriage, and from there became the Minag Yisrael for the Chosna Kala to fast. Rebel Yoshev, when he explained this halacha, said that if you look in the postkim, they say there are two reasons. One is because Mechila means it's a day of Selicha. So it's like a Yom Kippur. You're getting Selicha. So you should be fasting. That's the way, that's what happens when you get slicha. The other svara is, since it's a, a fasting, Rebel Yosha points out, it's not because of, of, of it's a day of slicha. We're afraid that they're gonna get they're gonna eat and drink and they might get drunk. Um so we want them to have the whole Yeshavadas. That's the idea of fasting. That they should not have food affecting, especially drink, affecting their uh, the type of mindset that they have. Um, Rebel Yoshev says that according to that Svara, if there is some reason why there's it's hard for them to fast, they don't need to fast, especially not the whole day. Just long, they just have to fast enough that they ha- they're not getting a sugar high or getting drunk from what they're drinking. 
if you hold like the second svara, and that if you look in the um, the the Ramah carefully, Rebbe Yashav says you'll see it's not because of Esav, not because of Mechilas Adlinas. And therefore, there's a number of kulas. If you say it's a day of tshuva and kapara, and somehow the minig arose in order to get tshuva and kapara, so you're more machmer on this fast. We spoke about how Rav Moshe felt it was a very important fast, even if you fasted the day before. Um, Rabbi Yoshev says, however, even though there is this svara that it's the day, Once the chup is over, of course they can eat. <laughs> Even though there's a couple of hours left, it's the yom ha but it's the yom, once the chup occurs, there's no svara to be fasting till the day is over. What would be, however, if it's a chup at night? Now, we talked about how Ravelsky said that they should fast the day, even though the chup starts at night. So they should be fasting the day before. Revel Yoshev said, well, like this. It's the calendar day. And therefore, he wasn't even sure if they needed to fast the day of the chuppah. If it was clear the chuppah was going to happen at night, maybe all they need to fast is during the night, during the calendar day of the chuppah. They don't have to really fast after the chuppah is over either. From like Ben Ashmoshas, right? Or something like that. Right. That In other point. words, if, if, if it was clear from the wedding invitation that the chuppah was supposed to happen that evening. So according to Rebbe Yoshev, they don't need to be fasting during the day. They need to fast the period of the chuppah, of the, of the calendar day of the chuppah. So if it's, let's say, an hour after sun, let's say now, for example, now, weddings are going to take place at 8 o'clock. So Tseisa Kochavim tonight was 5 o'clock. They have to fast. They don't have to fast this whole daytime. According to Rebbe Yosha, you'd have to fast from 5 o'clock till, uh, till 8 o'clock, and then it's over. Rebbe Yosha also said, Unlike, again, Rav Moshe felt that you should push yourself to fast because it's a very choshebe thing. Unless you're a choyle, then you have a din of a choyle. That's Rav Moshe's opinion. Rav Yoshev said you don't have to be a choyle. If you just feel weak, it's just difficult for you to fast, forget it. Rav Yoshev is much more mako, even in this minag. Um. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.